You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. season the time when it's supposed to slow down everyone's kind of posting to the end the year-end budgets have all been spent and uh and it's like <laughs> everyone's like, the Charles, like, like the twice the night before christmas <laughs> the year-end budgets have all been spent <laughs> the books and were the closed the christmas lists have all been sent that's right no but you know it's the end of the season and uh, things are supposed to kind of coast to an end people take off early you know, it's like, hey, we're officially closed December 23rd, but if you sneak out on the 19th, no one's really going to no know. No or care. Yeah, and technically you're on call between Christmas and New Year's, but, you know, just, just sleep in and do whatever you want. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah, the, not compa- so much. the company I work for is like, all right, so guys, you get a half day off oh, no. on December 24th. What? Or That's 20, a Saturday. Or 23rd or whatever. Okay. I'm just giving you an example. It's like, still the way bad, that though, yes. You get a half day off, uh, but then you're back on the 26th. <laughs> I'm like, are wait, you wait. fucking kidding me? So you get no time off, basically. You get a half yeah. day. Uh-huh. See, and that's bullshit. You can't do that stuff. Larger companies, I would think you just wouldn't be able to get away with that. Because oh. it's like, just because Christmas lands on a Saturday and Christmas Eve is on a Friday or vice versa, whatever it is, Saturday, Sunday. I am, I'm not going to put anything past this company anymore. Oh, wow. I'm not going to put anything past Hope they're not listeners. I'm sure they are. <laughs> I'm sh- they should be. I'll tell you what, man. Uh-oh. If you guys want something fucking successful on one of your radio stations, mm. you should pick up this podcast. Oh, I thought you were going to say Christmas music. <laughs> yes, like the edge. <laughs> We'd probably break uh, about a dozen FCC rules, though, on a weekly basis. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> One, we wouldn't get we wouldn't get passes to any Lucasville movies because That's the way true. we talk, the way we love Star Wars, yet give no end of shit to George Lucas. Well, he brought it upon himself. It's true. Although I heard uh, he saw an early cut, not an early cut, the final cut now. The final cut of uh, Rogue One and uh, uh-huh. gave it his stamp of approval. So that means it's probably going to be a piece of shit. <laughs> I was going to say, is not. I was like, keep that to yourself. I give it my stamp of approval. Yeah. I really love the way that they handle the bureaucracy in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> because what everybody wants out of Star Wars is C-SPAN in that's, space. Mm, that's right. <laughs> they should have just put a ticker crawl on the bottom. Of uh, some of those scenes from Phantom Menace. That'd be awesome. The CNN logo. Vote or, of no confidence it'd for be Chancellor like, Valorum. G- exactly. With the red. Be like GNN. The Galactic News Network. <laughs> Breaking news. E.T.'s say. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They were down there, weren't they? Yes. In a weird sort of crossover remember, universe. You remember when those movies came out and people were like, oh, the fucking Easter eggs, man. The fucking Easter eggs. Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. see the E.T.'s? They're the E.T.'s. <laughs> I'm like... And at first, like, I'm like, oh, it would have been neat if they would have put, like, an E.T. somewhere in the movie. Like, mm. oh, that would be But not neat. featured <laughs> with an entire race. The fact that the- they have, like, they're they're represented in the Galactic Senate. Like... Still not wearing clothes, too. Here's, like, there's no, no shirt, no shoes, no service. There, there are, the, uh, there are like, Senate. there are beings, I feel like, a s- societies in, like, the Star Wars universe that I'm like, okay, that's the thing about space and space travel and going to other worlds is that you find worlds that, like... Do things different. This is a primitive world, oh, yeah. which is what I kind of figured 
Kashyyyk would be. It'd be kind of a primitive Exactly. Word. I don't exactly think that like... Chewbacca's not buddy-buddy with Yoda. <laughs> well, not just that. They go that, way back. But that, that there would be a delegation from Kashyyyk. <laughs> and just like Wookiees would get to represent. <laughs> exactly. Like, we don't need... Just because we can do it mm-hmm. doesn't mean we should do it. Yeah. It should probably make a little more sense. It does seem odd that they would all develop at the exact same time. <laughs> exactly. That, mm. they, that they all just decide, like, we're going to be part of this galactic senate. Yeah. No, take a cue from Star Trek. I feel, I feel like not all not all sentient beings need to be part of this galactic senate. Nor do I think they would agree to. It'd be funny if the uh, the uh, snuck the xenophobe from uh, <laughs> just the alien. Up. And when they agree, like they're just <laughs> <laughs> like the exactly. little mouth is coming out. Oh, oh my that's great. god! Uh, all right, so this is the <clears throat> editing bay on the Next Wave oh. Radio Network. My name is Joe. My name is Joel, and this is where we come to talk about movies. Sometimes they're bad movies. Sometimes they're good movies. No matter what the case, every week we will try to watch a movie uh, and then come back here and talk about it with each other and with you, our lovely editing bay listeners. And we uh, invite you to take part in this discussion. Yes, by going to Facebook. Uh, our Facebook page is easy to find. Just find that search bar. That's easy to find. Too. <laughs> it's usually in the if, upper left-hand corner. It's easy to find as long as you know where the search bar is. It's got a little gray text that says search. Yeah. If you can't find it, <laughs> you're probably trying to use an Etch-A-Sketch, yeah, not yeah, an yeah, actual you, computer. You're not on the internet. Um, yeah. Put in the editing bay. You're going to find an image with the woman with the bleeding eyes. Click on that, and that's going to take you to our page, and that's where you can talk back to us. Let us know what you think about the movie of the week. Ooh. Uh, and so now we, we've dove headfirst into yes. the holidays mm. uh kind of going back to like when we did our favorite things roots a couple years ago was it co- yeah it was a couple it years was. ago mm-hmm. um and so we're following up on a movie that you really love uh and, wait and I, no 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 we're following up oh. on a movie that you really love <laughs> like, and i don't like very much. that's right you I, don't did you no or you didn't don't I, you I didn't <laughs> <laughs> don't you don't you <laughs> Don't you wish a movie was hot? Uh, yeah. yeah, so uh, the sequel to Home Alone. Home Alone 2, colon, <laughs> Lost God. in New York. This thing definitely feels like it came out of someone's colon. Oh my God, it did. It was, uh, yeah, uh, from the director of the two worst Harry Potter movies uh, and some of John Hughes' <laughs> worst written films. I was like, wait, what? Uh, oh, Chris yeah, Columbus. Right. Chris Columbus is the director of this flaming piece of turd yeah mm-hmm. um the, joel mm. because the movie is basically s- shot for shot and step by step oh, beat God. for beat it is the first movie absolutely how can you hate it so much it, it's for exactly that reason joe do you remember uh, okay um it wasn't gus van sant it was some other director who R- rennie harlan uh no he, <laughs> he he redid the psycho movie with vince vaughn you remember that happening about 15 years ago was that gus van sant yeah hey Hey, look at me. So he remade uh, this, and I don't mean reboot. I mean he literally remade Psycho, shot for shot, shot for Psycho. shot, even length for like the edits. I think were down to the frame, exact same. But he didn't had, he add like a sequence where Norman Bates is like masturbating or something? I don't recall that, but maybe I didn't see this all the way through. But I thought I did because uh-huh. uh, I had just seen Psycho, like the original one, um, kind of later on in life, um, or you know, in my early twenties. <clears throat> yeah. And right about the time this movie was coming out, I was like, all right, well, I got to be prepared for it. Pay no attention. I'm going to start eating my muchaco. That's fine. Have at it. It looks still... Actually, no, it doesn't look... It does not. It does not. I cannot lie. It's a little... Where is that from? That's not Taco Bueno. It's Bueno. It is Taco Bueno. Taco Bueno. Sponsor of the editing. Proud sponsor of bad movie sequels. Where was I going with that? You asked me when I got a mouthful of food. Sorry. 
You were talking about that part what out, you Jeff. don't like about movies, like what you don't like about sequels yes. or just oh, film. The Psycho uh, prequel uh-huh. or, or, or reboot yeah. or remake. Um, he literally did remake. It shot for shot and even had Vince Vaughn like look at some of the scenes of, uh, what was that guy's name? That actor? <laughs> you ask me questions right as you take a bite. <laughs> Never mind. Don't worry about it. I'll fucking IMDB it a, shit. Oh, what was it? Anthony? Hmm. Perkins? Anthony Perkins? I keep wanting to say Norman Bates, but that's the fucking character's name. Anyway, it was uh, it was interesting, I guess, but Joe, you look, you're a creative individual. Every time you do something, you want to do something a little new, a little fresh, right? Even if you're doing something that's been done before, an adaptation, yeah. you want to put your spin like on the, it. Like the example, the killing joke. Yes, I did it, there you go. I did it differently this time around. How uh, creatively frustrating would it be if you were just going on this year-long, multi-year uh, endeavor to remake a movie classic like shot for shot like where is the cre- wouldn't you be bored as a as somebody who wants to create something like that seems like uh just a, a cop-out yeah, yeah there you go anthony perkins is that of a bad name. movie cop-out there we go <laughs> coming soon to an episode the um, editing bay. yeah very uh, who would want to do that why would you want to be involved in that i mean there's a challenge to like try to recreate what someone like hitchcock put together but then at the same time you go fucking hitchcock's Done it, and and it's a masterpiece. It's so, the like, cinematic version of tracing. Yeah, they're tracers. Fucking tracer. Fucking tracers. You're, anyway, you're mucking with a G, pal. So Home Alone two, bringing this back around. Home Alone two, colon uh, Lost in New York, is basically the exact same thing. Like they they traced Home Alone, like from the story, like you said, the beats. Uh, they're supplementing characters, and you know, in the first one we have the old man, the next door, the shoveler, and this one we have this fucking crazy pigeon lady who looks like Susan Boyle, by the way, mm-hmm. from uh, fucking X Factor. Um, which oh, I meant to look that up. You said she had died. I don't know. I don't think that's. I was just making that up. I feel like I should would know that. Susan Boyle. Uh, yeah. And then look up. Uh, what? <laughs> wait. Uh, what's his name? Peter Boyle. He's dead. <laughs> I know he's dead. Relation. No relation. No relation. Aiden what, Johnson. What about uh, Danny Boyle? Danny Fam- Boyle? Famous director. No, he is definitely around. Susan. His train spotting. <laughs> Look at that. The second... Uh, oh, I'm excited about that. The second uh, search result for Susan Boyle is Susan Boyle death. But is it a hoax? Wow. <laughs> Where's that talent? Susan, I'm going to eat some more while you're doing it. Susan Boyle dead. 2016. Singer killed by celebrity death hoax. There you go. <laughs> wow, they really... Fished me in with that one. Yeah, they did. Nice job, MediaMass.net. Fuck you guys. So Susan Boyle, uh, rest in peace. Um, yeah. But the, not really. The pigeon lady, serving the exact same purpose that the next door shoveler did, kind of come in at the last minute, uh, save little Kevin McAllister, but at the same time teach him a very important lesson about life and Christmas and um, r- crime, apparently, and how not to report it to the police properly by just calling 911 the way you should the first time mm-hmm. which is still perplexing to me this 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 whole third act Joe the the last 30 minutes of the film is fucking Kevin McAllister who happens to find a house that <laughs> is like set it's up set and up staged. exactly like his home exactly. in Illinois uh, and he pulls all the same pranks he does again, except it's like version 2.0 of everything. And you think they're not going to fall for it, and then they fall for it because yeah. Uh, yeah, because they've been outsmarted by uh, by a, what by is a, a twelve year old. I was going to say, what is his age in this one? He's this is where <laughs> this is the beginning of the breakdown of uh, what is his name? Macaulay Culkin, poor guy. Yeah, Macaulay Culkin stopped being the cute kid. 
it, about it, halfway through this you movie. See, you see the transformation happen throughout the, the two hours. Joe, this is a fucking two-hour movie. It's a long-ass fucking movie, man. Really long. How the hell do they expect kids to just sit around and watch this? I don't know. Did you ever see this? Did you see this in theaters? I didn't see it in theaters. I didn't see the. Fr- uh, I did see the first one in theaters. Okay. And and when I walked out, I was like, that was a piece of shit. I can't. No, no. Come on. It's I a classic. I didn't like it. I didn't classic. like it, man. Okay, but compared to this you, one. Look, you don't like No Holds Barred. <laughs> I don't for, like for Home Alone 2. You cannot compare those two films. Uh, I can absolutely compare Home Alone 2 to No Holds Barred. Oh, I thought you meant Home Alone 1. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Home Alone 2. Uh, probably on par. Um, but, no, I mean, we we like what we like, and Home Alone just didn't do it for me. I get it. I didn't like this little kid. I didn't think it was funny. I didn't think anything about it, that movie was funny. I was just like, fuck this Fair movie. enough. Comedy is subjective, but you can at least... Uh, grant me that uh, it was it was a it was a good story told well. I think they made it as a good story because it was basically <clears throat> Die Hard with a kid, and so you would think I'd like something like this. Exactly. No. Yeah. Like, oh, this is the big twentieth. Is it twentieth anniversary that you've been doing the Die Hard party? The Die Hard party. This will be the twentieth wow. year that we've done the Die Hard party. Well, I, I, it doesn't seem like you've been you're old enough to have done this twenty times. I, How, I absolutely am. I'm, I just celebrated my twentieth high school reunion. <laughs> well, well, there you have it then. <laughs> and we started doing it the year I graduated high school. Man, I. I I can't think of one thing that I still do when I that I was doing when I was that age. <laughs> I can't think of two things that I still do. Uh, I can't make this sound. The lab. I, can't, I can't do. You that. did it pretty good. We'll add it in post. Fix yeah. that in post, Jeff. Oh, we've added a new uh, a new duty for Jeff. He's cutting things out and he's fixing things <laughs> in post. He's fixing things in post. He's, he's plussing them Have up. Have you talked to Jeff? Plus it up. Uh, we texted a little bit. Yeah, um, but uh, I have I've I've mostly been liking his his pictures, his yeah. scenic pictures of green Colorado. I miss him. Not talking about the marijuana, but I am. <laughs> Four twenty, uh, yeah. baby. I miss him too. Yeah, I miss I miss him. I wish he was still alive. I miss Kevin McAllister. I don't miss Kevin McAllister, man. This fucking movie, <laughs> the way it fucking starts, Here it's we go. like chaotic and it's fucking frustrating. Mm-hmm. Do you know how? Okay, first off, do you know how this movie should have started? Um. I'll, I'll hear your version. The opening mm-hmm. should have been the fucking wet bandits getting out of prison. Oh, yeah. We should have opened the movie Goonies. with these guys. Goonies style. Exactly. I like that. We should have opened the movie with them because we don't fucking meet them again. <laughs> true. Until f- almost 45 minutes into this movie. At an ice skating rink where we learn they are no longer the wet bandits. It was their moniker in the, the yeah. final frames of the first Home Alone. Now, uh... They're the Sticky Bandits. What's his name? What's that actor's name? Uh, Daniel here? Stern. Daniel Stern. Not to be confused with Howard Stern. <laughs> Bababooey. Bababooey. <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> Which had to be confused uh, with him. Um, th- he's now wrapped his hand in, like, masking tape? Double-sided tape? And as people go by, he's, he's just like reaching just out and grabbing shit. Grabbing things. Scarves, wallets, hats. Like, we get it. We, we get what you're doing. Mm-hmm. A little, little bit of molestation going on in this uh this film. Yeah, I was twice. really surprised when they started fucking Kevin. <laughs> no, no, no. You must have seen the director's cut. The two-hour the two and five-minute version. The Brian Singer version. Oh, allegedly. Allegedly. Yes. yes. Um, <laughs> it's his new rap song. <laughs> Brian Singer's new rap song, Allegedly. Allegedly. Featuring two chains. I feel like all of his movies are him like admitting his crimes. <laughs> like, <laughs> Brian Singer? It's Brian Singer confessing through his films. There was that... Um, who directed... Like okay. I would love for them to arrest Brian Singer, and he just sit there like being interrogated, like making up a story. About <laughs> oh, like Mr. Kobe, Mr. Kobayashi. Kobayashi. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome if he totally usual suspected himself out of jail. 
Yeah. We see him walking with a limp down the street. <laughs> it's, it's a boner. <laughs> <laughs> it just slowly goes away. <laughs> it's like he's looking at beautiful women and yes. it goes away. Oh, this is fantastic. <laughs> and so wrong at it the is, same it's time. It's pretty bad. It's the holiday season. It's the holiday season. Uh, so Home Alone 2. <laughs> Joe, uh, what do you guess the Rotten Tomato score is for the critics? For, for okay. Mm-hmm. What, what, how do they score? They score percentages? The, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, for Rotten Tomatoes, I'm going to say that it gets a, a forty, a forty-seven percent. You were all, almost double the actual score. It's twenty-four percent. <laughs> really? Oh my god! From critics, well, yes, because critics do this fucking shit for a living. Yeah. They're usually kind of on the money. Well, I say that. See, I feel like mm. I felt like maybe this movie could have at least been like a. a a financial success. Oh, it was. And so because like, of that, it would have influenced like the, the Rotten Tomato score that this movie did really well. Oh, because people liked because it and pe- saw a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah, but well, no, not with a sequel like well, this that just blatantly rips off itself. I have felt for the longest, for the longest time Ooh. that, you know, since I'm one of the only people in the world that doesn't like the first Home Alone, yes. that I've always concluded that that's why I don't like the second one either, that everybody likes the second one. Because it's an exact blueprint of the first one. Because it's an exact blueprint. Like I'm telling you right now, like if if Tell someone right made if someone made Die Hard, mm-hmm. like exactly like how it was, <laughs> kind of did. Die Hard too, right? No, no, not what really. One, though. What was the one with uh, Jean Claude Van Damme in the ice rink? Oh, dude, sudden death, sudden death. I love the shit out of that movie. That wasn't though. too bad. We did it's, that on the podcast. It's not a great movie in our first season, I believe. But it's still fun. Like it's a script that works for him. They even do the uh, the him falling to his death at the end. You yeah. remember that yeah. from Powers the helicopter? Booth. Yeah, Powers Booth fall well, onto when, the ice when the helicopter pulls this shit. Where it's like it goes lateral, it goes lateral, mm-hmm. and then just goes down. Because that's how <laughs> physics work. Never mind. There's this thing still has a, a propeller. spinning propeller <laughs> attached to one side of it. That thing could go sideways into Jean Claude Van Damme. But, but I still than... like that movie. Mm-hmm. I still enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It like uh, it was, fun. It, it was like Masters of the Universe. Was, I enjoy it. It was self-aware in a way that Home Alone Two, Lost in New York, colon Lost in New York, is not. It's not the the feeling you get when you watch Home Alone Two mm-hmm. is how the fuck did that first one do so well. No. We, we're gonna have to hit all the beats that we hit on that first. Oh, I one. see what you're saying behind yeah, the scenes. Yeah, like they're thinking, how the fuck did that work? Mm-hmm. All right, we'll tell you what. Let's just see if we can match the beats that we got before, but mm-hmm. just put them in a different place. And that's how you got Home Alone too. We didn't need this movie. The story didn't no. need to be told. And if anything, it's, if you walk away <clears throat> with anything watching this film, you're like, wow, these parents should not be, they should have yes. their children taken away Thank from you. Them. First of all, uh, Kevin regresses. He's right back where he was at the beginning of the first one. So nothing has been learned. No lesson. No magical, mystical. That feeling you get when he sees his mom at the end. He wishes like, yeah, and like, really she did. shows up. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, he learned something. Yes. And then, yeah, no, you're right. And then he opens up and he's just a piece of shit he's again. He's bitching her out just like he did. I hope I never see you again and she's like well last year let la- let la- joe first of all this is this movie takes place one year after this happened one like year. they can't go fucking two holidays without losing their youngest kid <laughs> and like they do all the same things they put him on the third uh, floor attic yeah when he when he starts acting up because, well, of because buzz. that that was the whole thing where you're like uh, that's what's gonna happen of course but it's not they stopped it at the light and you're like they fi- they remembered kevin okay and, and the thing is with a movie like that if you're gonna do that like we know you're gonna lose the kid. Mm-hmm. We know, it's called Home Alone. Yeah. Like we know that's gonna happen. Although uh, he's not home and he's not alone. He's in the fucking largest city in the United States. He's lost in New York. You might say. thank you. Yes. Why don't they just call? Why don't they they lost world the title of this movie and do what Jurassic Park did? Yeah. It should have been Could lost, have in, lost New York, in New York. Colon, home Alone Two. Home Alone Two. Yeah. I guess you're right. Sorry, I threw you off your groove. No, it's okay. But the groove, the groove, the groove. 
groove. He lost his groove. <laughs> the groove. <laughs> I just love they cut back and that guy's like way far away. He's just the groove. Groove. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, what's the name? Of that Emperor's movie? new Emperor's groove. Emperor's new groove. <laughs> it's in the fucking title. <laughs> I know. I forgot in what order the words went. <laughs> Colon lost in Brazil. Uh, I love uh, Patrick Warburton in that movie, man. Oh, Kronk. Isma. <laughs> hey, Isma. Careful. <laughs> They're still hot. My spinach puffs. <laughs> and he's uh, talking to the squirrel. What is it? Squeak. 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 He says he doesn't like you. <laughs> Guys, fucking watch that movie. That is on my list, actually. It's so to do. good. It's one of my favorite things. If you don't know, like that movie was originally supposed to be this big Disney epic. It was a musical called called like the Lost Kingdom, or yeah, something it was, like that. It was supposed to be like about the Aztecs or the Mayans or something with songs by, by Sting. Sting. Yeah, that's where my funny friend and me. Yeah, the was plays supposed over the to be credits. like yeah, it was, and that's why when you watch this movie, you're like, this fucking song does not fit anything no. that happened in this movie. Yeah, that's because that's it was. I think it was like called Empire. I can't remember what it was supposed to be called. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it was supposed to be about Aztecs and shit and. At the last, like the zero hour, they decided to scrap it and just like save their resources and make the Emperor's <laughs> new groove out of it. I don't even know there was saving resources. I think at that point they'd just given up on 2D animation and they kind of took their... But they still had like two other 2D movies that they made after that. Yeah, that's that's true. But those were a little more, like they were adaptations, right? It wasn't like the Treasure Island yeah, and Treasure then... Treasure Planet. Uh, Treasure Planet, sorry. And then... Um, you had... Okay, wait, you had... Was this... Okay, Atlantis? So I thought... Yeah, you and had Atlantis, like, Treasure Planet, you had the Princess and the Frog. Princess and the Frog, I forgot about that. And, yeah, then, and uh, Brother Bear. Fucking Brother Bear, I forgot about Brother Bear. <laughs> yeah, well, everybody well, forgot and about Brother Bear. there's another one, there's another a farm one, where uh, animals on a farm, and I think Roseanne... Animal Farm? Roseanne... <laughs> no, no. <laughs> George Orwell's <laughs> Animal Farm? That would be great if Disney did an adaptation All animals that. are created equal, <laughs> except, except some are more equal than others. <laughs> Nicely done. Yes. Uh, no, it's like uh, homegrown or something like that. <laughs> homegrown? <laughs> it's about fucking weed? I want to say. <laughs> is that what it's called? <laughs> Home on the Range? Home on the was Range. That, a, that was a Disney film? That's the one. I think that may have been the very last until it, they brought it back. It's it's <laughs> until they brought it back in Paper Man. Yep. Yes. I love that show. Which is actually 3D animated. It's so good. Yeah, it's great. What was on the other day, I think Sarah and I had turned on the TV and it was like, um, it was Wreck-It Ralph came on. <gasps> Fantastic I film. I love that movie. That's dude. great. That's I perfect. And they're making a movie. sequel and they're, they're going to ruin it. It's not going to be the as The best good. video game movie. And I, we've talked about this before. Like mm-hmm. that final bit where he talks about how the people lift him up to throw him off the building yes. is now the best part of his I day. I know. What a great he, lesson. he's high enough to see his friend. I was like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Now, if Wreck-It Ralph 2... Colon, lost, lost in New York, <laughs> lost, lost in Street Fighter, uh, lost wise, in Shadowloo. They would, ooh, there you yeah. go, <gasps> dude, awesome. Uh, lost in Pac-Land. Hopefully, they do not uh, follow the template that Home Alone Two: Colon Lost in New York did, and just t- try to and try to reboot his character. Like he's uh, do what Toy Story to- Two did. Buzz and uh, Woody are still friends, they, and let's continue. Let's deepen their relationship. However, right? they did get to cheat a little bit with Toy Story Two by making by uh, making the other Buzz. Yeah, there was the other Buzz. That's true. And so Buzz Lightyear kind of became Woody mm-hmm. at that point. We still find a way to get him into <clears throat> old Buzz Lightyear that we love from the yeah. first one. Yeah. Um, but no, they did do well with the with the Toy Story movies. They do progress mm-hmm. uh, to the point where it gets super dark at the end of Toy Story three. I have only seen that movie once. I own it. Yeah, same here. And I just don't want to go through the emotional torment. It's it's pretty crazy, man. I still think two is the best one. 
Like controversial, I know. Everybody loves that third one, but... Uh, I, I see, I, I still love the first. The first one? I think the, the first, first one's a pretty perfect movie, it, too. It's, I mean, obviously it looks so dated now when you watch it. It, it does. The effects are like, ooh, man, they were still learning. <laughs> it looks like reboots, that yeah, old Saturday morning does. cartoon. Yes. Like, why are the humans... <clears throat> but I I feel like the, the story, the script to it, and the performances... Oh, it's great. ...really carry the shit out of that movie. I remember Roger Ebert's review of that film said, uh, this movie would be great on paper. Like, it really doesn't matter the, the medium yeah. uh, that the story is told with. Just a great story. Yeah, no, that's true. Well, uh, what, what did Toy Story 2 do right? <laughs> Toy Story 2. Colin. Uh, Emperor Zerg. I really like Emperor <laughs> Zerg. Um, no, okay, so, like I always said before. The family? It, it takes, f- like, oh, okay, we'll go back to that. Uh, the family. The family is, like, the family's fucking horrible. They're and the after worst. what happened with Kevin the first time around, like, you're really gonna have the entire family fucking hanging out at the like. How about how about guys? Because of what happened last year, yeah, everybody we're gonna have just a quiet fucking Christmas. Everybody at take home. their own fucking shuttle to the airport, or we'll just meet you in the destination. I don't know why everybody has to gather yeah. at somebody's house the night before, and then I'll fly out together. And mm-hmm. if you're all flying out together, why the fuck are you not flying? Like, why are you not sitting in the same section? Yeah, how is it just like a fucking free for all? Yeah, is this Southwest Airlines free for all for the kids all sitting where they are, and then the no. parents are just like in first class. yeah we're first class to see you. Do you know how pissed I'd be if I was sitting Dude. on a flight? Next to strangers, kids, next to these kids mm-hmm. that were just acting up, and no fucking parents supervising them. Yeah, are you fucking kidding? I'd be hitting that uh, stewardess oh, yeah. button or whatever. Like, Sorry, get, flight attendant. Can you drag Catherine O'Hara's fat ass back here <laughs> and ask her to take care of these fucking kids? Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I think there's one missing. Like there. <laughs> That's all. You would think going on a vacation, uh-huh. one someone would be the vigilant parent and go, okay, just to make sure. We didn't do and this they, last time. And Joel, they make such a show of it in this movie where they're getting ready to go travel. Where's like, Kevin? Where's Kevin? Sure Where's we have Kevin? Kevin? We have Kevin. Everybody How about you doing? sit Kevin next to you? Yeah. How about you, you spring for the extra... Um and when they go to the, the airport, they're they're at the terminal and they're going in and she's like, I just want to count. I want to make sure I have all my kids. And the dude working at the fucking airport's like, go, don't worry. Go ahead. We've got them. No. We're going to check them all in. I'm like, you don't know how many fucking people they've got. No. Yeah. Yeah. You're doing a quick little head count as they walk past you. Yeah. No. You've got to match names to faces and right? boarding passes. And, and we, were, we were talking about this before yeah, we started recording. Not even, even pre 9-11. I know. They would still fucking check. I've never been to an airport. Certainly not one as major as uh, Chicago O'Hare. Yeah. Uh, that is that is so lackadaisical. Ooh, I don't get to use that word in. Uh... No, and you did good. You you did Thanks. a really good job Thanks. with that. Three points for me. I, I do like O'Hare. ten points. Of Griffin I like Lord. that airport. And so when they're when it's they're great. they're running down know, that main terminal, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, you recognize yep, I recognize it. that. It is very recognizable. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the family's the worst, and especially Joe. Before we move on from this, I just have to say because one of the things I love about the first one, it seems like such an implausible concept. And yet, the way that they go about it, the little nuggets that they show, if you remember, like, Coke gets spilled on his boarding pad, like, all of the tickets and the boarding passes, uh-huh. and in a haste to clean it up, the dad accidentally throws Kevin's, Kevin's boarding pass and ticket away. Um, the way that the power lines make the alarm clock go out, uh-huh. not the fucking father unplugging the father just it. just unplugs it. Yeah, uh, he in just, this one. Like, what does he think? He, he sees that there's three things plugged in. I know. And he unplugs Next the fucking extender. Yeah. Instead of just, like, unplugging one thing, who fucking unplugs the whole deal? And who doesn't realize that you're unplugging your alarm clock? I just unplug my clock. Like, my clock over here. I don't even use it. Right. And I make sure it's not blinking right now. And you're not taking a major trip. With 20 people on a plane right. tomorrow uh-huh. to where uh, time would be of the essence. The, the morning after a big fucking function where my kids are singing in a fucking choir or something. Especially when you did the exact same thing last year. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
So yeah, it was it was mildly plausible in the first one, to, yeah. en- enough to where you're like, all right, I give it right, I'll go along with it. Uh-huh. Uh, probably wouldn't happen this way, but I could see they had that one spare kid, remember the neighbor kid who comes into who the van and showed he's up. asking, yeah. yeah, how much gas mileage does it get? <laughs> um, and when they're doing the head count, they think it's Kevin, so they 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 tick off all the marks in the first one. Right. This one, they, they just kind of gave up. They're like, you know what? The audience is going to be on They're board. like, well, you know what? Let's just We're going to the lose stuff. them while we're running through the airport. That's right. Well, let's cut to the fun stuff with him in New York and running into Donald Trump. And how fucking... Oh, <laughs> my God. How weird was that to see it our president-elect so weird. show up in a movie? So weird. Awkwardly gazing at... Uh, Down the hallway and take a left. <laughs> and then as Kevin yeah, uh, McElligher walks up, away... He, Trump starts to walk away. <laughs> yeah. And then Kevin walks away. And then Trump turns around. Yeah, like, and doesn't just turn around... Kind of gives him like a look up and yeah, down. Yeah, a little leer. Something about that kid. I'm I don't like, know. Oh my god! I don't know what it is. Like those virgin butt cheeks. I don't know why uh, my Trump is those uh, buns. Yogi Bear. Hey, boom, boom. <laughs> hey, let's, hey, yeah, Kevin. It's good as a picnic basket. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and the kid sets himself up. Kevin sets himself up in like the fanciest hotel in New York City. <laughs> yeah, the fucking plaza. And then like manages to. To stay at least like a night or two, well, before they fucking figure out that like uh, this shouldn't be happening. And this, you asked Joe uh, uh, earlier. I did ask Joe. <laughs> I, asked, I asked Joe. How is he able? How is this child able to book uh, a room at the most expensive hotel? Well, luckily, um, there's a little invention that Kevin has in this film that uh, that they ended up selling. Check off gunning. Oh, really? Yeah. This and this became like a product that they were trying to sell at that time. Oh, clever. <laughs> yeah. Did it actually work? Does it work? Did it work as advertised in know. Home Alone 2? I don't know. Watson? I never owned it. I didn't know anybody who owned it. It's I like a, it's it's a huge it, it's shaped like a gun first of all because yeah. it's got this microphone at the end of it, but it's basically a glorified Walkman um that just has a better microphone. Yeah. And apparently 7.1 surround sound built in because when he's playing these things back, Joe, have you ever knocked on somebody's door and heard voices on the other end? Yeah. Uh, and maybe a soundtrack and some sound effects? And and thought well, there could be no other explanation than that there are dragons going on. It must be real it, that there's explosions happening inside this apartment. Matthew McConaughey and dragons are on the other side of this door. Exactly, or perhaps maybe someone's maybe just watching the TV. Yeah, maybe the TV's up too loud. too loud. Maybe the like Rick Moranis and Ghostbusters. <laughs> the TV was up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I tried to climb out on the window. <laughs> uh, now the um. The, the the staff at the hotel is basically manned by nitwits. You've got Rob Schneider and Tim fucking Curry is in this movie. Uh, and, and like, they're they're falling over themselves, apologizing to Kevin because he's tricked them into thinking that his dad is in the fucking hotel room. And so, like, to make things up, they're getting him a limo, they're getting him pizzas. Uh, it, and and it's, it's, it reeks of childhood fantasy. But none of it is realistic. Like, I've had people fuck things up before when I've stayed at hotels. They don't fucking bend over backwards to get me a fucking limo, get me fucking pizza to make up for this thing. The only person they've ever seen is the kid. They've never seen the father. They right. think they, they think that the father was in the in the hotel room mm-hmm. at one point. Yeah. But you would think, like, you th- there has to be a policy of we don't check fucking just children in the hotel. <laughs> yeah, no matter how convincing their story is. Yeah. Yeah. But they fucking do. And again, it's like just, it's lunacy. It's an excuse to, and this is like, if we cut this all out completely, we basically have an hour and a half movie. We didn't need these fucking hotel concierge and yes. clerk. It, it, it basically setting up that we have a place for them to stay at the end of the movie. 
where they're they're all the the family finally comes back together. That's right. Because it would be really weird if fucking Kevin McAllister's family tracked him down to a fucking brownstone in the in fucking Queens. <laughs> they're like, where are we all gonna stay? <laughs> One of my problems with movies like this, mm. especially you know like. Uh, and even like Die Hard Three has a problem with this, where okay. you know the characters are in one spot, and then like they have to get to another location, and they get there within like five ten minutes. Yes, and it's like no on a whole other island. Like what? <laughs> Wait, what? How the fuck did you get there? This like, is an evening excursion, right? <laughs> there's, there's no way you did this in this short amount of time. And this movie does that too, where mm. like Kevin's running around New York, and he's like. Fucking in the Tribeca area one t- at one minute, <laughs> right, and, and then, then like Times Square, he turns, he turns a corner. He's in fucking Times Square. Yeah, it's like, I love what? that. No, that's that's this isn't how New York City works. Mm-hmm. Like he walks from Kennedy to like <laughs> fucking to to Central Park, and that's not that's not how. It, and we how never it see works. him go through any rough neighborhoods. It's no, all just like oh, beautiful for, Christmas. Except for in the New neighborhood York. where he he fends off the bandits. That 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 yeah, that little rundown place where that's where he's decided to uh, stage his last stand. Guys, if it's a rundown, closed up brownstone Don't in like nineties New York City. Oh yeah, uh, there's gonna be fucking crack whores <laughs> yes. and fucking prostitutes, dead pimps. bodies, mm-hmm. and like. There's going to be worse than just fucking, you know, uh, flame traps and goddamn freezing traps and yes, electric paint cans swinging there, at you from the there ceilings. There will be fucking dudes with syringes hanging out of their arms, <laughs> they'll cut brandishing you. fucking revolvers. They'll take your shoes and then they'll shiv you. They'll take your sh- exactly. <laughs> It'll order. be like the shoes, last action shiv. hero. <laughs> I have just killed a man. <laughs> Good callback. Yeah, thank yeah. you. This ain't uh, Giuliani's New York, is it? It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer's New York. <laughs> It's not Rudy Rudiger from oh from uh, Rudy. From Rudy. Yeah, that's yeah, right. It's not his. It's not, it's not Rudy's barbecue. Uh, you can name all these Rudys. It's not Rudy Huxtable. <laughs> I was just going to say Rudy. <laughs> uh, um, well, I mentioned earlier that twenty four percent was the score from critics of Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. Uh, un- unfortunately, sixty one percent from audiences. Uh, and I think a little bit of that has to do with... Uh, with <laughs> they, they let kids write all the reviews. From <laughs> no, I just think I like it. He screamed. I think it's... <laughs> Funny man got hit in the face. I like when he looks at the camera and does his eyebrows like this. <laughs> and then screams. <laughs> um, no, uh, it's, uh, it's because I believe AMC has been running this uh, for the last few years as, as like a classic. The classic holiday. Classic holiday hit. Home Alone 2. Lost in Fuck you, AMC. Fuck you for trying to turn this into a classic. This is not a classic just because you got the rights to it super cheap and you're running it ad nauseum on your channel before. Do not. Do not kid yourselves or anybody else. It's like Justin Long's quote in Die Hard 4. Mm. Just because it's old doesn't make it a classic. There you go. I like that. I like that line. See our Goonies episode. Yes. Mm -hmm. Wait. (laughs) Goonies is Are you going to hit on Home Alone? (laughs) I got my own... uh, I just feel like Quibbles. more people are going to back me on Goonies than they will back you on Home Alone. You really think so? Should we do? do a, should we do a poll? There you go. Poll on the Facebook. Which is page. a better movie, which the is, Goonies or Home Alone? We, or, or we should say which holds up better. You no. think? No. Which is a better movie? Okay. Home Alone or the Goonies? There's no contest, dude. Clearly, Home Alone has a superior script. What? Maybe not so much the acting. What? <laughs> Catherine O'Hara is great in that. There's so much. You got John Candy. I really did like her in The Goonies. You know what this film? <laughs> <laughs> she, she was she was great as Ma Fratelli. You know what this film was missing was um... sloth. <laughs> it was missing a big moronic fucking mutant That's son, right. Italian right. son. 
How is it that we got a sequel to like Home Alone like two years later, but <laughs> we know, still haven't sequelized I was the Goonies? Just thinking about that. Oh, that's a good point because well, the reasoning I was going to use was uh, Macaulay Culkin uh, going through puberty. You know, like guys, we got to strike while the iron's hot. It, this movie feels like it was like they greenlit it and started production before they even had the script. Yeah, they're you know, like, just let's just figure it out on the fly. Just, just, just do the thing with the paint cans again. <laughs> Except <laughs> three of them this time. <laughs> three, three. You know what's better than one? Mm-hmm. Two. But you know what? We're going to top that by one. Three. <laughs> Why not top it by so two? So when they do, when we saw Home Alone 3 that starred the kid that isn't Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. He was like seven. Remember that when they tried to reboot it? Yeah, I did. And then didn't they go f- it was part like, four with a girl? Uh-huh. Like uh, the next Karate Kid? <laughs> <laughs> it should have been like, yeah, fucking, it should have uh, been Hillary Swank. Yeah, she's going to say. <laughs> again. They got her again. That'd be awesome. No, you know, my, uh, my girl, I thought, was Home Alone with a girl. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. good point. And then Macaulay Culkin died. Lost in the bees. <laughs> Not the bees. <laughs> can, my we eyes. can we do that? Can we, <laughs> can we take the audio from Wicker Man and put it over Macaulay Culkin dying in, in My Girl? In My Girl? Oh, my God. The bees. Not the bees. <laughs> oh. I don't know if it would make that funnier or or uh, sadder. I don't know. A little bit of both. It'd be funny to me. A little from column A, a little from column B. I didn't like Macaulay Culkin. Hey, remember at the end when Buzz... <laughs> Who, by the way, not Lightyear, uh, Buzz, uh, what's his name? McAllister. What's, McAllister, thank you. Uh, who's grown up to be uh, not a bad actor. I kind of liked his, his performance as Buzz. Uh, what what else has one. he been in? Uh, no, just, That's I'm it, just, just basing between, it squarely he, on He grew up within two Home years. Two, he grew up colon, to be a pretty decent actor. Lost in New York. He did. Well, nobody else did. Just keep throwing the coal <laughs> in the tide. Nobody else. Macaulay didn't. He didn't improve from no, the first time sure around. No, he sure didn't. Kieran Culkin got better. He did. And his glasses got even Harry Potterier. Every, every time I see him, it's like, do you want to know who in my class is gay? <laughs> yes. Does yes. he wear glasses? <laughs> You're too good for him. I, I wonder if Macaulay Culkin watches his brother and Scott Pilgrim and is like, uh, oh, I suck compared uh, to my brother. That my and he's, so good. he's done a few other uh, acclaimed films. But Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, of course. That's I mean, that's the only role that his I His magnum about. opus. He was also in Signs. It's my was favorite one, Transformer, Was he the Culkin the way, that was in Signs? Opus. We've talked about this. Dude, speaking of which, did you see the new Transformer trailer? I did see it. Um, it's are they bringing Unicron in finally? I think so. It looks like Unicron. it looks like it's supposed to be Unicron. Or it looks like a planet shaped thing trying to eat our planet. Listen to our Transformers. Nice electronic seagull. It's the little kids running. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's Unicron. Listen to our Transformers the movie. Jazz to Moon Base 2. But My favorite line from that movie. We're just redoing that episode. You like that one better than Lookout Mountain. You can see everything from Lookout Mountain. So Home Alone 2. Transformers colon the movie. The Last Night. Uh, oh yes, I did see that trailer. So what, do you, what do you what do we what do you think? About like I said, I'm seen? I'm ready for <laughs> I'm ready for I don't know where they're going with this. Is this like time travel now? I mean, I guess they I already don't... breached that okay. when we have the dinosaurs, first, the Dinobots. First of all, we see like medieval. So we're supposed to think that like the Transformers have been around mm-hmm. since the which, dawn of man, which is how the cartoon is, right? Yeah, the cartoon, kind of. They've yeah. been on the planet for like a million years, yeah. and they get awoken. But that's not how the movies started. No. <laughs> That no. is not how the movies have worked. Uh, they seem to have no knowledge of Earth. They, every movie, this movie, every movie, they have no knowledge of what's going on. Um, 
No, so you've got like they, they also reveal in the trailer like Optimus Prime is dead. Oh yeah, floating what, in space. What, we're we're doing that? we're going to show that in the trailer. Like that's that's happening. Seems like a big reveal. And fucking Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, they, 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 they got Anthony Hopkins for this. Doing narration. Uh, also, uh, Optimus seems to be scrapping with Bumblebee. Yeah, not cool. Uh huh. So Josh Dumal is back. Yes, and Marky Mark. <laughs> So what about the bumblebee? <laughs> what's going, guys? What's happening, to bumblebee? <laughs> uh, I never made that connection. That's fantastic. Uh, so your your ultimate verdict right now on the trailer? Are you even interested in no. watching this movie? No, I mean, I, I want to see a highlight special effects reel, right? Where it's yeah. like just put it on mute or put put some some eighties hairband uh-huh. <laughs> soundtrack underneath it. Yeah, and just kind of show me the pretty show me what you got visually. I, but I'm not I'm not along for a story here. I'm I'm not no no. Are you, I've not been impressed with the stories you've been telling thus far. I thought the first one was decent. First one's okay. It's okay. One of my favorite things is someone took all like the action footage from the first one mm-hmm. and put it to the animated movie soundtrack. Oh, nice. <laughs> yes, like That's I think awesome. they did like Dare <laughs> or something, and they put it to like the the Michael Bay, the first Michael Bay movie. I was like, this is fun. That's fun. I kind of wish that was what this movie. Flipping around upside down. Yeah. yeah. Give me your face. <laughs> no, Optimus never <laughs> that's, that's would do that. Nor would he wield a sword. Did he, he did, ever had a he sword? Yes, yeah, he did in the cartoon. He had the, the, the lightsaber looking thing, but that's not he, it's not fucking a, a, a 15th century Joel, blade. That, that would just be unrealistic <laughs> for him to have a laser. Thank sword. you. This is the point I'm trying to make. You know what else is unrealistic? Home Alone 2, Colin right. Lost in New York. The the fact that uh he's befriended this pigeon lady. <laughs> Who uh, then comes and saves the day with her magical pigeons? She's like the crow. She she's like the <laughs> she, wicked witch of the west from the end. She's the crow. Yeah, she, yeah, she is a little bit. She sicks them on. Yeah, uh, Har, poor Harv and Marv. <laughs> Marv, Harv. Harry and Marv, Harv and Mary. <laughs> yes, right. Mm-hmm. Need need wedding dates. I feel dates. like I, <laughs> I was going a different direction. <laughs> what were like, you gonna do? If Zoe Deschanel starts another band, that's what it's gonna be called. <laughs> nice, Mary and Harv. I like yours better. Um, you make my dreams come true. So as we're remaking the entire first Home Alone, uh, beat for beat, we even have the reveal at the end where the mother comes back and uh-huh. finds him. She's always got to be the first one to find him. Yeah. Um, even though she's the worst mother around. Uh, and they see each other across an empty room and uh, the, uh, of, of a and wash they, of emotions. And then they fuck. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Is that not what happens? Horrible. Uh, no, but everybody comes back and it's... It's the next morning. It's Christmas morning, and the presents are here because this creepy old toy store guy that Kevin has befriended <laughs> snuck into their room in the middle yes. of the night and left like uh, thousands of dollars worth of merchandise just uh-huh. under a tree. Like, and, and everyone's okay with this. Yeah, it was like wait, well, it's not just random. He, who, uh, like a team Kevin, of people had Kevin to sneak into this room. The crime of them of them trying to rob the toy store. The bandits robbing the toy store. That's right. Yeah. And so that's why he's he left the the toys. Him half of the like. store. Mr. Megorium's instead of getting a magical emporium that's right is it could be Heath Ledger's in there somewhere <laughs> um, oh he was in that wasn't he yeah that he was his last he died while making it that's right and that's when Johnny Depp and came somebody in else and uh, a third Colin person. Farrell oh yeah yeah interesting which is weird <laughs> because oh spoilers guys a dude spoiler alert just do it if you've watched Fantastic Beasts mm-hmm. Colin Farrell and Johnny Depp played the same character again in that movie too Johnny Depp is in uh, Fantastic Beasts yes sir oops <laughs> <laughs> you're like maybe I wish you would have shut up about what, that who, 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 who does he play I'll probably see this is it a, he, is it, he'll see you'll it's see. a big reveal it's a big reveal oh okay yeah 
So there you go, guys. Is he Harry Potter? Yes, he is. He's grown up time Harry, traveling no, Harry well, Potter. Yes, because this takes place like 20, 30 years before Harry Potter. <laughs> Even more so. Yeah, it's like, like from the 40s, like isn't it? 75 years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 75 years before Harry Potter. Johnny Depp plays a young Harry Potter. <laughs> Experiamos. <laughs> Wingardium Leviosa. <laughs> you are great. I was great. just going to say something Willow Offgood all of a sudden. Uh, what else? Well, well, we haven't talked about the bandits, but for like two seconds. It's because it's and that's my That's what I was getting ready to say, and you made me go back and talk about the family. Okay. Like, they should have opened up the movie with these guys, because we don't see them until 45 minutes into this movie, and then, like, even then, it's just a secondary thing. Like... How am I trying to say this? I don't know. That they're not a big deal for almost half the movie. Mm-hmm. Then we finally meet up with them, and then their plot is like the totally important thing that's going on. It becomes like it, the, the most the prime directive of this movie. And then immediately their their robbery is foiled, and they spend all this time chasing Kevin down yeah. to get like photos. Well, dude, fucking finish your job. Finish the job at the store. Yeah. Rob it and get the fuck out of town. Then Yeah, exactly. Maybe uh, change your... You're wearing the exact same wardrobe from the first Home Alone, by the way. So maybe uh, change up your hairstyle a little bit. Yeah. Grow a stash, perhaps. Do something different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I totally hear you. Also... Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> I, I find it frustrating that um, in the first film, Kevin's motive... Kevin has a motive. Kevin is home alone. It's my His house. family is... I have to protect it. That's exactly what and it there's is. there's a cat and mouse thing going on that entire movie mm-hmm. where the bandits have robbed all the houses mm-hmm. except for his. And they keep and sneaking knows. up. They and keep, he, yeah, they mm-hmm. keep sneaking up and he's got his traps and shit set mm-hmm. up. Or he's throwing a fake party, which yeah. they totally rip off again with uh, Uncle Frank in the shower. My with his, so He's got his little recording device. First of all, if you go watch that, scene, Joe, uh, he doesn't start actually recording audio until the very end when he gets up on Uncle Frank and Uncle Frank turns to him. He's like, get out of here, you little shit, or whatever he says to him. Yeah. Um, and yet, when he recreates it, when he plays back that recording, it's, he has the entire preamble yeah. of the song singing. He's like, he wasn't recording. Continuity no, expert. That's right. Falling asleep on the job. Way to go. Uh, just a, a minor niggle that I had uh, about that scene. Uh, hey, remember when he tries to shave? And he puts the shaving lotion on his face. And then he has to scream. And he screams. Uh, that's, that's on all the posters. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We get to see that again. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you heard Kevin screaming a lot in this film, actually. Kevin's always but screaming. But yeah, so uh, in the first film, he's protecting his house, right? He had, a mo- that he had a reason for that. This one, it's just like, he's pissed off that these guys are going to ruin Christmas by, ruining, by uh, robbing the toy store. Yeah. And that's his motivation to set up this elaborate On Christmas house. Eve. Yeah. In like, New York. Like, the store's closed. <laughs> They're robbing the store. They're not ruining Christmas for anybody. Yeah. Except for maybe the guy who owns the store. That's a good point. Christmas everybody, is happening right Christmas now. Christmas is happening. It's Christmas Eve. It's they, just they like They robbed the, the store on Christmas Eve. Christmas came. No one's coming up to, anyway. like, to, to, like, buy toys that night. Yeah, it's over. They're not robbing anyone's Unless house. Unless you're Arnold Schwarzenegger looking for uh, Action Man or whatever the name of that fucking... <laughs> yes. Dude, I saw somebody... I, I retweeted from Jamie. our accounts. Ch- Jamie. It's Jamie. <laughs> Jamie. Where's my son, Jamie? Why would you name him a name that you can't pronounce in your native language? J- Jake Lloyd. <laughs> Annie. Annie. Um, That's Wizard Annie. Somebody posted on Twitter that uh, that was a great holiday film. Jingle all the way, and they love it every year. It's a great movie, Jingle and, all the way. And I retweeted it ironically. <laughs> so if you want to see that tweet, follow us uh, on Twitter at the Editing Bay. Congratulations to our 156th follower. That's right. Mm-hmm. We're gonna 
send you nothing. Nothing. <laughs> you don't get anything. You get nothing. You get nothing. You, you stole fizzy lifting drink. <laughs> Good day, sir. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I don't buy the motive. I don't buy that he's going out of his way to thwart these. Which, by the way, he's already got photos. He's already um, set off the alarm. Yeah, the cops are coming. Cops. Oh, you got that's it. Just, just or, leave that shit. Or you know that they're going to rob the store. Why don't you call the cops in advance and be like, "Hey, I got a tip that uh, once you have a security guard, got a, hey, I got a hot, I got tip. a hot tip there. <laughs> have uh, a security guard check out uh, the store around nine p.m. This movie, <laughs> this movie does not. I'm fired up. It doesn't look like the first movie. Do you think it's if uglier? That, if that makes any sense. In some it ways, feels, yes. This movie feels more flat on the screen. It does, except for the scenes where we're kind of seeing Christmas in New York and it's snowing and, that's, and, that's and there's gorgeous. lights everywhere. But everything that takes place like in the house, the, yeah. the McAllister home, or in the old house, like even some of the shots of him like in the stores, yeah. some of the hotel stuff, the, the, is real flat. And that's a good point. Like... In the first, I was going to say last year, last time on Home Alone, when they were... Previously uh, <laughs> on Home Alone. <laughs> um, oh, you're doing... I was doing Lost. Oh, I thought you were doing Stranger Things. No, I was doing Lost. Nice. Uh, that's good, too. Um, <laughs> I know. Last time on Home Alone, uh, the the family flew off to Paris, right? So we see them yeah. in this opulent hotel room, and you, there's the Eiffel Tower in the background, and it's it's set directed. It's it's pretty. And this one, they're like in a they, fucking Motel they, Six, they go to Miami in Miami, and it's raining. There's a mons, monsoon, yeah, coming through. Do monsoons happen in Florida? I, gorilla monsoon. Uh, there was another like I don't know what that is. Is that a drug? <laughs> gorilla I monsoon. I don't smoke marijuana. A former wrestler. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> sure he is. <laughs> Uh, You're just saying that because you know I won't know. I agree. Like, <laughs> One way or the other. You know, you could have, t- even though this is a Warner Brothers film, you could have tied it into like, they're going to a, a theme park, they're going to Disney or mm. something, or Universal Studios. We're going to Universal Studios. And tie that in, man. Promotional partnership. Make Universal pay for some of this stuff. Uh, <laughs> that's your, that's your, yeah, your my, my marketing mind going. To save Home Alone 2. Is to have Universal put their name on it. Call it Lost in New York. Lost in Orlando. <laughs> um... No way, man. I thought you were blind. <laughs> <laughs> it's a stretch. The, the thought process <laughs> that you had a, to go to. It's a bit of a stretch. To get there. I don't have any notes about Quite this movie. a few movie. jumps. I don't know. If I either. mean, wh- wh- I don't know what else to say. It's it's This movie is frustrating. It's lazy. It, it's lazy. It's the laziest of lazy. And a lot of money and time and people's time went into this. And then a lot of people gave their money to watch it, to bring the family to see another home alone, thinking that, well, I don't know how you're going to make this one uh, pass since the yeah. exact same thing happened last year, but I'm willing to be convinced, and they just punted. They're just people that are, that are willing to be part of it. Like, Rob Schneider, I understand. <laughs> like, yeah. that, that dude will fucking play a, a grilled cheese sandwich if you pay him enough money. Uh, <laughs> He'll do blackface, apparently. Exactly. Tim Curry, and I know people glorify, like, Tim Curry, performer. Like, that guy... Kind of makes a lot of shit too. Like he's he, done some stinkers. He was in fucking McHale's Navy. Well, dude, everybody uh, lauds you know Rocky Horror Picture Show, but that is not a great. I'm film. not a big fan of. Rocky He's the Horror best Picture thing Show. in it, I think. Like his performance is uh, is fucking re- crazy. Yeah, um, but I love him. Love it, me some Tim Curry. Yeah, I, I like Tim Curry with Clue. a little bit of hummus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Easy on the Tim Curry. <laughs> I can't take spicy foods. Uh, no, but then like Catherine O'Hara, I feel like. These were horrible movies for Catherine O'Hara to like follow up Beetlejuice with. I know, right? She, she gives such a great performance in that film. It's fun. 
And then, like, in the first Home Alone, people like it. She plays a decent mom She's very tender, and she's sympathetic, and she goes on a journey, In this one, though, she becomes a caricature of what she was in the first movie. Like, Mm -hmm. everything is amped up, like, by five, almost ten points Mm -hmm. in this movie. Except her hair. Whatever we... (laughs) Everything we did in the first movie, we gotta amp it up more. When Kevin screams, he screams more, Mm -hmm. and bigger eyes, and Catherine O'Hara, Kevin! And nowhere... More is that apparent than in the final act where uh, we're going through the funhouse with Harry and Marv. Uh, because there were some scenes in the first one, Joe, that were a little cringeworthy. I still can't fully watch that shot of Daniel Stern's foot going on the nail, slowly lowering itself down like a, from Saving Private Ryan. Uh-huh. Poor, poor uh, what's his name, being murdered. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I can't. No, that, that, <laughs> I can't. I can't. And the sound that And when it we makes... were watching, we watched Son in Law and that guy shows up. Adam Goldberg. Yes, he I showed know. up, and I'm like every, and that's the role I think of, like Aww. that one. And he's like begging him. He's like, no, no, don't, don't, Aww. dude. That that it's, when I saw that in the in the theater, like visceral. that moment really affected me. Like that, which is saying something for a film full of moments like that. But it's that up close and personal, I intimate, know. like you and one other person, and this person is willing to to Just, take your life. I know. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, Daniel Stern stepping out of there. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's 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 jarring. I can't really watch it. And the sound effects, the squishy sound as the nail goes in, yeah. is painful to watch. Everything is amped up in this one. Like if they fell from one story, they're falling from three stories uh-huh. in this one. If they're getting hit by one paint can, they're getting hit by what looks like a fucking barbell. Like yeah. that thing must weigh 150 pounds. Like people are dying. People should die. They're climbing the flaming rope. Remember Kevin oh, yeah. sets the rope on fire that they're climbing down uh-huh. from the top of the building. Yeah, they fall like. Eight stories. He fills the fucking concrete. He fills a toilet with gasoline. Yes. And when Joe Pesci's head <laughs> catches on fire, he does this weird headstand. Yeah. To which p- is going to just light everything else up because fire rises. Yeah, the heat rises, heat so now rises. your clothes are going to be inflamed. Exactly. Yeah. Not so a wise like, move. Just take your fucking hat off, stupid. <laughs> just take off your fucking hat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, you're right. Everything it was hard to watch. Up. It was difficult to watch. It's difficult to watch, and because everything runs at like an eleven in this movie. Mm. Nothing feels like it. There's any kind of stakes or anything. Joe, oh god damn! I would be remiss if I didn't mention in that scene um, where you know the, the uh, Harry and Marv are being tortured basically um, by this 11 year old. Uh, there's a scene where uh, Daniel Stern gets electrocuted, <laughs> and it's really over the top, and and he's shaking and yelling, and they've added some uh, some visual effects of like electricity running through, a la Weird Science, right? Yeah. Um, and then like there's white flashes going on, and then for like two to three seconds, they flash to it's like a skeleton, like it's a, a classroom prop, skeleton, a, a skeleton <laughs> prop dressed as Daniel Stern with the hair and everything, uh-huh. with him still yelling in the background. And then they cut back to Daniel Stern, and it's over. That's like something out of a fucking Bugs Bunny cartoon. Yeah, that well, is, it's Warner Brothers. It is completely tone deaf for Warner a Brothers film movie. I, uh, uh, what poor judgment on. You know how many steps Chris that has to get past yeah. before it like makes it to film? And then to make it into the final cut of uh-huh. the film, I, I was so embarrassed for this film, watching that shot. I was like, no, <laughs> no. No, you're better than that. You're better than that. Come Except on, pigeon lady. <laughs> oh, man. Sing us a song. So, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Catherine Boyle or... Susan Boyle. Susan Boyle. Rest in peace. Peter Boyle. Mm-hmm. Danny uh, Boyle. All right, so, yeah. Do you have anything else for this? Uh, no, I I'm, don't. I'm I'm good. What did Home Alone Two: Lost in New York do right? Uh, again, it's fun to see Christmas in New York, and uh, Jenna pointed this out too because she kind of likes this film. She has fond memories of it, but again, she saw it right at that right at that age. Um, 
And she said, yeah, I, I understand. But uh, <laughs> Right at what age? Because the last person I knew that enjoyed this movie was Harper. <laughs> yeah. As we were watching it, we were like going through some scenes well, just now before we started recording. It came out and she was like, she was so... She was into it. She was so happy and into it. She was. She was clapping at a certain I'm point. Like, I look at her, I'm like, no, baby, you're not allowed to like this movie. <laughs> you can't watch this. Feel that way about the prequels. Yeah. So how old was Jenna when this came out? Uh, let's see. I'm trying to do the math. So it came out in '92. She was born in '89. So yeah, she's three. Nine she years was old. four. No, no, no. I'm sorry. '81. <laughs> oh, okay. I said nine. I'm seeing numbers. In my head. I was she like, was three years uh, old. No. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, oh, uh, tw- uh, eleven. Eleven. Right. Yeah. The same age as Kevin McAllister. <laughs> so that's why she identified. There you go. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Um, I'm sorry, Jenna. Yeah, but she liked uh, the fact that uh, you get to see Christmas in New York, and I concur. It it feel it's a it's a it's a good holiday movie. <laughs> I can concur- concordedly. You think that it's a good holiday movie? No, I mean it's a it's a good depiction of a oh, holiday in okay. New York. Let me ask you this: mm-hmm. which which one, which movie do you think is a better Christmas movie? This or uh, let's say uh, Gremlins. You, oh, Gremlins. You think Gremlins is a better Christmas movie? Mm, oh, oh no, th- than this one. Okay. Yeah, Gremlins is is a movie set during Christmas. I wouldn't call it a Christmas movie. Would you call Die Hard a Christmas movie, or oh, is it a God. movie set during Christmas? I feel like this is a test. Well, no, this <laughs> is a test. <laughs> no, I'm, I, I honestly want to know like what your, what your, your I truthful honestly opinion is. I think that I'm going to say the wrong answer. <laughs> Because I saw a meme today on Facebook, and it was like, if you don't it's think it's not, a Christmas it's, it's, movie, did you post that? Was that no, you? I haven't. I don't. I usually don't post too many diehard memes now. Okay. I, people attach like link me to them. Yes, and they'll be like, "Hey, dude, check this out." And I've must have been linked to like the fucking. It's not Christmas until Hans Gruber falls out yes. of window, mm-hmm. and like half of the time when people forward that to me, it's the one where Gruber spelled wrong. Oh, <laughs> who was it? Somebody posted the picture on my wall, and they're mm. like, "It doesn't get much truer than this." Was it Devin? And I, I posted back. I was like, "Well, it'd be truer if it was spelled correctly." <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, look behind you. I got Nakatomi oh. Tower behind you there. Oh, look at that! <laughs> I got Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, um, I think uh, it. You don't read my reaction. It's it's really just a bullshit question I'm asking you for the podcast. Not a Christmas. Film. That's fair enough. Okay. That's fair. You're wrong. <laughs> damn it! I damn it! I knew it. <laughs> Shit. Uh, what I think? What the fuck do I think this movie did right? Yeah, it's a tough one, man. <sighs> Any of the actors? You said you like Tim Curry. I like Tim Curry. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's fun. There's that shot. Speaking of the Grinch. Where uh, he does that creepy smile. And he smile, does the Grinch smile. And, and then they sh- they show it right after the Grinch smiling. And oh my God. I remember seeing that in theaters and being like, they found a life. Side. Like, why didn't and then he they went play the Grinch in the remake? Uh, well, man, the answer is nobody should have remade that. No. Or, you're, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Uh, Watch the Chuck Jones God. one recently, dude. That holds Damn, up. What the fuck did this movie do right for me? How about the score? We got another lovely John Williams oh. score, recycling his best what's, themes. What's the first fun one? with John Williams? Like going back and watching this movie, and you can hear like the origins of like the Harry Potter themes and stuff. Yeah, yep. Um, same instruments. Yeah. Same organs. <laughs> 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 I guess you know. If anything, Here. I'm gonna say what this movie did right was it ended. Okay. <laughs> like there's yeah, an ending true. to it. Uh, I really, man, that's a hard one. Yeah, uh, I think that there there are moments where it looks good, but for the most part, I thought it looked bad. <laughs> it does look flat. like everything. I want to give it like a, a prop for like ah, it did. I could turn around and go, but it kind of sucked at this point. Yeah, uh, man, I don't know. I don't know. This is a tough one. 
I'm gonna have to say nothing. All right, for wow. Me, for me, there was nothing. We have a first. Right. I don't know that you've ever not think, been able to uh, pull man, something positive out of here. I can't. I can't pull anything positive out of it. All right. Well, fair enough. I mean, it, it, some of the slapstick humor is funny, but it's too over the top. It's mm-hmm. we've already we've seen the best that they have to offer slapstick wise with the first movie. Agreed. This one's just again. It's a problem because it's more of the same. Yeah, it's more of what we saw already. Is that what you would say? Narrow down then, if you will, one thing that this movie did wrong: uh, the f- the running time. Uh, yeah, it's pretty long. It's the fact that it is creatively bankrupt. Oh my god! Well, that's my same answer as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, there's just nothing new. It's devoid of creativity. The most creative thing, the only thing that these creators of this movie had to do for this movie mm-hmm. was to figure out where the family was going on vacation. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's the only thing that's different. Change the setting, change some of the names of some of the characters, but um, yeah, rinse, yeah. lather, and repeat. Yeah. Um, if we were going to remake Home Alone 2, Ooh. colon, Lost in New York, <laughs> Thank see, you. now I'm doing it. Thank you. Uh, how would we do that, Joel? Uh, I have. Uh, I only recast some of the mains here, so okay. we've got the, you know the father and the, the family. How about you do me a favor? You go first, Ooh. and I'll follow it up. Okay. Uh, well, I have a bit of a duo for uh, our Harry and Marv, played uh-huh. by Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern, in the first two films. Were they in the third one too, or did they totally no, 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 recast? No, they, yeah, they totally recast. It's like a group of like, uh, like highly sophisticated bank robbers. Really? Or whatever. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's like a, a team of like four, and there's like a woman. Oh, of yeah. course. Uh, well, my Harry and Marv uh, are going to be another duo we have seen in a, a previous film, uh, although a much darker film, uh-huh. uh, where they were murdering people uh, and then ultimately <laughs> each other. Uh, in a film called Fargo, where Peter Stormare and Steve Buscemi were our, our duo. But imagine them getting the kill the kid. <laughs> imagine them in this slapstick comedy where, of course, Steve Buscemi is Hey, kid, the, come on. Yeah, he's the Joe Pesci character. And all he's fucking, I got shot in the fucking face. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then Peter Stormare is, uh, is uh, Wiley uh, that's, Harry. That's, uh, that's pretty funny. Thank you. Um, I went with a, a duo. From another movie involving stealing and capers, mm. uh, I went with uh, Scott Kahn and Casey Affleck. <laughs> nice. I feel like you've used them before. To, together? To great effect. It's been a long time since I've used them together, but mm. there we go. Uh, those They're two so from, great from the Oceans movies. Yes. Oh, I love that. That's great. Um, all right. Well, then how about the Reib Schneider? Reib- Rob, Reib, 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 Reib Schreiber. Reib Schreiber. <laughs> how about the Rob Schneider uh, concierge? The concierge. I had to ask you what that word was because I was going to say Mitterdy. It's not <laughs> the it's another French. This concierge. After all, miss, this is France. <laughs> oh, dude. Did you see that? Have we talked about that Beauty and the Beast trailer? No, we haven't talked about it. What do you th- Have you seen it? Goosebumps. Yeah, you like it? Fucking goosebumps. I like what they're doing with the... Um, the, the the not the appliances, but uh, <laughs> see, I feel like we're not going to agree on this. Mm. I don't like what they've done with the enchanted items, the people that yes. have become different household. I like objects. some of them. Like I don't like that Mrs. Potts's face do, is like on the side. I like that though. I don't well, because I, think about it. If they tried I've to do gone a one for like one, twenty five years knowing Mrs. Potts one way, I know, and now it's like, oh, what? You'll be introduced to a different way. If they tried to do a one for one translation, and her mouth was actually concave into yeah, the side of the true. pot, and and coffee then, would just be like spilling out of her yeah, mouth whenever she talked. <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> She's just like in Team America. He's just puking out the alleyway. That's Mrs. Potts. Uh, poor Chip's like, Mama! No, he'd be doing leaking. the same thing because his <laughs> mouth is <laughs> That would be horrible. 
that these two are like <laughs> cursed to be perpetually drowning their entire life. <laughs> oh god. Oh my that god. is awful. Oh man. Yeah, so I'm glad they didn't do that. Uh, you know what? You've convinced me. <laughs> Thank you. Glad you've seen the error of your ways. Yeah, so they're using like the the painted China design. China. China. China designs. Uh, we are so punch drunk. We're never recording this late again. Um, They've painted the China. <laughs> anyway, check out the trailer. I think it's going to be great. It gives me goosebumps. I can't wait for that movie. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, Rob Schneider, <laughs> the concierge. Uh, how about Paul Rubens? I hear he's kind of making a bit of a comeback. P.B. Herman as the uh, the greedy concierge. Uh, that's pretty good. Mm, I you. went with Sam Rockwell for mine. Oh, I like that. Yeah. yeah. And he's kind of sneaking through the apartment. I, I he's see. going through his bag looking yep. for shit, uh-huh. looking uh-huh. for tips. Always has like a cigarette in his mouth or whatever. Ah. Even though you can't smoke inside anymore, he still has like yeah. a cigarette it's in there. the 90s. All right, yeah. All right, well then how about Tim Curry? Ooh, Tim Curry was a tough one. Yeah, it is a tough one. Uh, but for uh, for that one, uh, I, I wanted to go Brit again. Yep. Good call. So I decided I was going to make that Timothy Dalton. Ooh, it, oh, I like that. Yeah, it's like kind of this That's older, great idea. older Brit, and he's still stuck working like at the front desk of a yep, hotel. Yep. So he's jaded a little bit. I went with uh, also a, a foreigner, although this, I believe he's Austrian. <laughs> foreigner. <Ever>. game. <laughs> Can we just cast it with like members of foreigner? <laughs> this belt gives me all the powers of 70s supergroup foreigner. <laughs> You're hot blooded. <laughs> <laughs> You're as cold as ice. <laughs> oh my god, I can't go on. We need to wrap this up. Um, no, I went with a foreigner. I believe he's Austrian. Or Aust- no, yeah, Austrian. Um, <laughs> Good day, mate. <laughs> Throw another shrimp on the bobby. And he simultaneously um, can be proper, you know, right? And, and well trained and has manners about him. Did um, you go with. Can I can I guess? You can guess. Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz yeah. from uh, Quentin Tarantino fame. You can just see him running around trying yeah. to uh, get the better of this child. <laughs> I I just tr- tried to watch Spectre uh, like last week. Have you watched it yet? I have not yet. Yep, dude. No. The most difficult Bond movie Aww. I've ever tried. Are you to watch. sure? Because I was just rewatching Quantum of Solace it's, over the Quantum weekend. Quantum of Solace is rough too. Yeah, and so is Skyfall. <laughs> I, I still enjoy Skyfall. A bit long. Mm. I get you. That third act is stretched out. James, I want to love you, James. <laughs> <laughs> He's good. I mean, fucking Casino Royale was so good. That's, Have you gone back to that one at all? I've seen that film six or seven times It's such now. a strong movie. It doesn't. It's not even like a James Bond film. It's just a great spy yes. thriller. Yeah. Mm. And then from there, it's just been downhill. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, I think he's got one more left in him. Do though, you it think so? Like. No, I'm saying contractually. I think oh. he has one more <laughs> left in him. <laughs> he has a way of getting in my head. <laughs> well, that's legitimately disappointing. No, really. He has a way of getting in my head. That is that evil. Is evil. <laughs> so from my mother and father to the McAllisters, yeah. uh, who in this film, like in the first one, like I said, it's it's somewhat believable and they show a bit of remorse. This one, they're kind of just like been there, done that. They don't seem nearly as concerned. And this time he's not even at home in a familiar place. He's in like the largest city, crime-ridden city uh, in the world. Yeah. Um, well, maybe not crime-ridden, but you know what I mean. Um, and they're just kind of going with the flow. Uh-huh. So uh, my mother and father, how about uh, Melissa McCarthy as Mrs. McAllister? Uh, and then, uh, of course, we have to have an appropriate husband. Uh, and Kevin James will fill that role. So Kevin James and Melissa McCarthy are Mr. and Mrs. McAllister. That's pretty funny. Looking for little Kevin. As I was watching this, I was like, you know it would be funny? If we took a sitcom mom and dad or a sitcom <laughs> husband and wife. Yep. 
in Roseanne Barr and John Goodman. Oh, interesting. I like that. Uh, That'd be fun. Did you go... I don't know what you're singing. It's the theme song to Roseanne. Oh, that's right. With the harmonica, right? That was fun. As they're going 360 around the table. Single shot, man. Mm -hmm. I love that. Single shot. Always ends with her just cackling like a witch. (laughs) Nice. Finally, my Kevin McAllister. Little Macaulay Culkin will be replaced in this reboot. And in mine, uh, I went with... uh, Kid, you you won't know him by name, but if you saw Jean Favreau's uh, chef, hey, you will know a uh, little MJ Anthony. That'd be awesome if that's what chef was. Swedish chef was the Swedish chef. Can Jean Favreau please make Swedish chef? Oh my God, mashup! That's amazing. Harvey <laughs> Hardy. Uh, so MJ Anthony was a little kid uh, yeah. who was who was uh, quite charming. Uh-huh. Um, I'm sure he's aged uh, since that that movie came out. I was like. That was five or six years ago now, it's right? Been, Wasn't it? It's been a while, Five man. years ago? It's been a while. Uh, but uh, at the time, MJ Anthony from I think, Chef. I think what I would want to do is what the Wayans did mm. with Little Man. <laughs> that movie, oh, Little Man. Yes. Where they took a grown-up head and put it on a kid's body. <laughs> I think I'd make John Oliver my Kevin oh! McAllister. <laughs> with the accent and my everything? My fucking family left me alone. <laughs> fucking alone. Oh my god, that's amazing! Have you ever done that before? No, you're rolling out a new, uh, a new impersonation. I love it, John Oliver. That's where I get all my news from my Facebook feed and everybody. Unfortunately, posting. he's done now for the season. Oh, is it over already? Yeah, it's over. Oh, yeah, I would. Well, I mean, what else is there to talk about? <laughs> right? Am I right? I mean, there's, there's a lot of shit still going on, man. But watch Trevor Noah. Trevor Noah's fucking hot right now. Yeah, with I, his with Daily Show. I do like. Him. I wasn't a big fan after he took over for John Stewart, mm-hmm. but man, I'll tell you, there's You've there's warmed. a lot of people. Well, there's a lot of people who have found their voice now after the election, and like, yeah, some of them are using it pretty strong. And Trevor Noah's really hit a he's yep. he's hit a stride. Yep, uh, pretty good stuff. Did you do your mother and father? Oh yeah, you said Roseanne, the bars. Like, oh, but then you have done... never done my mother and father. <laughs> oh god! But then you haven't done Kevin, right? I I did do Kevin. It was okay. John Oliver with his head superimposed oh, on a kid's so body. So sorry, dude. I did not do a director though. I'm caught in a time loop. Uh, well, I did John Favreau. Speaking of chef, uh, then I will do Vince Vaughn. Hey, there you go, <laughs> Rudy. Rudy. Be like, be like, uh, yeah, baby, my movie's gonna be better. <laughs> um, all right, guys. If you have any thoughts about Home Alone Two: Colon Lost in New York. Uh, or thoughts about our recast, you could always talk to us about that on Facebook. Go to Facebook in the search bar, put in the editing bay that's going to bring up that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes. Mm. Click on that, and that's where you can talk back to us. And if you have any suggestions for movies that you'd like us to talk about in the future, coming into 2017, uh, if you've got any suggestions, I know there's some of you that have had suggestions since 2015 that we (laughs) haven't gotten to. Uh, But if you have any suggestions, let us know there, and we'll add it to the list, Mm. try to get to it. Um, also, if you want to be part of Russell or Wayne, oh yeah, man, Sarah and I are getting ready to move, so I got some shit I need to unload. Oh yeah, uh, Michael Daly, still have your DVD, haven't said <laughs> that. Um, but yeah, if you want to be part of Russell or Wayne, just send us, send us, send us, mm-hmm. send us a PM and uh, and let us know, and we'll put your name in the hat. We have a website too, right, Joe? We sure do. It's called EditingBay.com. It's actually not called EditingBay.com. It's, it's called entitled the Editing Bay it's website. It's located at EditingBay.com. That is a more accurate it's, way to it's say it. Address on the World Wide Web. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Type in uh, HTTP <laughs> colon backslash backslash Florida State. Um, what? Remember that Key and Peel? 
oh, skit where oh, it's all the football the players. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. X-wing. Donkey teeth. <laughs> X-wing a- X- Aloysius. <laughs> guys, if you haven't seen that Key and Peele clip where they do the, uh, the, the football names. Hilarious. <laughs> EditingBay.com, though, is our website uh, where we've got links to past episodes, uh, links to our social networks. Again, our Twitter handle is at the Editing Bay. Javarson Javar, Javarson Lamar. <laughs> Hingle McCringleberry. Hingle McCringle. Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> I like that one. Uh, uh, so, yes, EditingBay.com. <laughs> Guys, leave us a rating and review if you've got us on your Apple device, your iPhone or iPad or whatever. Uh, Click on the podcasting app, and when you go there, there's a little search function. It looks like a magnifying glass. Uh, Go ahead and tap on that, and then put in the editing bay or even Next Wave Radio, and that's going to bring up our show. You can find it there. Uh, Just click on that icon or tap on that icon. Mm, Leave us a five-star. Tap on it. And then put it in. (laughs) Put it in your mouth. (laughs) Jesus. Give us a five-star rating and a review. Uh, we would love that, uh, so that way we can grow the show, uh, you know, and let it, let us know what you like. Let us know what you like about the show, what, mm. what other people might like about it, and suggest us to your friends. Your friends are like, hey, do you have any podcasts? Uh, I'm all caught up on, you know, nerd poker. NPR. Or NPR. Mm-hmm. Uh, this fucking, this American life. This American bullshit. <laughs> fucking Ira Glass. Ira Glass. Ira shithead. We should start uh, <laughs> doing our, our, welcome to the editing bay, told in three acts. Told in three acts. My name's Ira Glass. <laughs> Uh, yeah. First, what did he do right? <laughs> uh, yeah. If you don't have an Apple device, uh, if you have an Android, you can find us uh, in the iTunes library by using the Podcast Addict and the Podcast Republic apps. Uh, I think that covers everything. I think you're right. So uh, what are we going to do next week, Joel? Uh, well, unclear, Joe. Uh, it is your pick since I uh, I chose this holiday gem for yeah, us. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and soon. I, I know we were thinking about doing like Mad Max. We were going to talk about Mad Max, but dude, me and Jeff have we talked about Mad Max when like, it came ad out. nauseum after it first came out. Yeah, I just know you love it so much, and uh, and you uh, were able to see the the gold, what is it the black, the and, black chrome. and chrome, not black and white, black and chrome, black and chrome. And it was, how was it? It was gorgeous, man. Yeah? It was really beautiful. Uh, I ended up bringing Jay, and nice. he was he told me he was like, dude, after like five minutes, I forgot it was even black and white. Like I just that is the really tale. Loved it. Uh, the, yeah. But the thing is, I didn't. <laughs> I, I kind of, I didn't forget it was because but, you're so familiar with the well, that, that super vibrant version. And that what was really cool about this is just how many of the details you can pick up on when it becomes monochromatic. Mm. You're able to pick up a lot more details with like character costumes. Yes, and I mean this is a real, and it probably sounds stupid, uh, but I know you'd understand what I'm talking about. Like when you strip away all that color mm-hmm. and all the special effects, and you just make it a basic black and white. And if there's still like no visible seams in what's going on, that's a beautiful film. It's pretty good, and that's what's going on here with this. This that movie is powerful, mm. visually powerful. Like like I've told you, like I really wish that they could just isolate just the music on it. And not that there's a whole lot of dialogue in this movie anyway, mm-hmm. but to just isolate the the to the soundtrack and just go with the movie from there. It it's a strong silent film too. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no doubt what the story is, and it's a powerful story. But does it sync up to Pink Floyd's uh, Dark Side of the it Moon? It does. A- actually, not Dark Side of the Moon. Uh, the Wall. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really cool when they start playing Money. Uh, <laughs> that's when he's Charlie putting the Stern water. Shows up. Uh, no, but for real, it's it's a gorgeous movie. Uh, I still, I think I prefer to watch it like in the full color. That's kind of what I thought too. It, just from the, I saw the trailer and I I appreciate it. I see what 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 happened. It's a cool piece of art. It is a great be, piece of be, art. To be experienced. Mm-hmm. But to enjoy the movie, 
I'll, I'd rather just watch what I watched in the theater mm-hmm. originally. Mm-hmm. And I do enjoy a good black and white film. Yeah. It's, but I, I mean, just to brag on, on, uh, on Fury Road, just on its own a little bit more. It's just such a good story. It's so, it, it's deceptively deep. And, right. Yeah. And it seems simple. So well done. And s- one of the most positive and powerful female protagonists. Yeah. You know, they call it, it's Mad Max in title only. This is Furiosa's story, and mm-hmm. she's a fucking magnificent character. Agreed. Uh, and I hate Charlize Theron. And yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not I a love huge fan her either. in this movie. But she's always she's always pretty good in what she does. She just has weird choice. She has weird choice. We did Aeon Flux and a few years back Aeon on the Flux. podcast. Uh, she was also a main character in that, not really, but really an alien prequel. Oh, right, yeah. With uh, I liked her in Prometheus. That. Mm-hmm. I didn't. You I didn't like her really in bad. that? I didn't like her in that. No. I didn't like the movie. Yeah. Uh, and I thought it was a weird choice. And then when I found out she was in this, I was like, okay, great, Charlize. What are you trying to do? Put your fucking fingerprints on all the old 80s properties? <laughs> and I really fucking loved her in this movie. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, there you go. A little mini review. The Man, end. So what are we doing next week? Uh, I think because we've gone back and we looked at the sequel of a movie you really love mm. uh, and it kind of tied up with one of your favorite things I think what we should do no is part two we should even the score uh oh a movie that I really love that uh. was part of my favorite things okay we'll watch a sequel to that Uh-oh. and we'll watch Die Hard 2 oh I knew you were gonna Die go that Hard. way are you yes. kidding yeah I don't, Joe I don't know that I've ever seen this one really I don't think so the, the Dulles International Airport <laughs> Did you say dullest? Dullest, dullest. I know, I know. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, no, dullest. Play on words. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, we'll watch Die Hard too. Die ah. Harder. Uh, and we're going to see how Die Harder. Went. Yeah. Well, that was the that was the subtitle to yeah. it. And we'll uh, we'll see how it stacks oh, up. Oh, I'm excited. I'm pretty excited about it too because good call. This is the one that I avoid. Like I don't really enjoy watching this movie very much. In fact, for the the longest time, Ooh. I say that a lot. Um, I, I would always ignore this movie as part of the Die Hard canon. Uh, canon <laughs> and I would just watch this. I would watch Die Hard 1. I, this, I pointed at the Nakatomi building. <laughs> I would watch the, the first Die Hard and Die Hard 3 because <laughs> I felt like Die Hard 3 was a much superior sequel. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so here we go. Going to oh, watch Die Hard 2. Die come Hard back here 2. And, uh, forgive me, John McClane, but I'm probably going to talk some shit about you next week. It's all right. Uh, He's so coming. He's done go, shittier movies since this. Uh, I don't know if this is on any streaming services. That's all right. But I've got a shit ton of copies of it. I don't mm. know if you've got it, but I can I can send you I do not. Home. I could probably procure it. Okay. I know a guy who knows a guy. I, I can get you towed by 3 o'clock. That's good. With, with, nail, with nail polish. polish. Uh, all right, guys. Well, we'll catch you next week. Jeff, thank you so much. Yeah. Joel, always a pleasure. Hey, the pleasure's all mine. And uh, guys, fucking kick ass and Merry Christmas. <laughs> I mean, we'll have another episode before this, but I just want to... I'm so fucking jazzed. Nice. Because by the time you hear our next episode, mm-hmm. there's going to be another Star Wars movie out. <gasps> oh, well, we may have to do a little podcast about it, huh? No, right? Yeah. Uh, all right, guys. We'll catch you next week. Thanks, guys. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.